This week at church, Pastor Robin McKinley continues his series, Power for Life. We can expect that. We're told that in scriptures. We can expect that to happen. You can join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on 426 Laurelwood Road in Pottstown. That's right by the Coventry Mall. Also, if this ministry has touched you in any way, please send us an email at info at c3pottstown.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Okay, we're going to finish up our series on Power for Life this morning. We have talked about the power that the Holy Spirit gives us, and we have talked about pursuing the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to talk about partnership with the Holy Spirit. Now, a a series like this brings a lot of reaction and emotion because some people love it. They say things like, man, I've been waiting for you to step up and do messages like this, and this is wonderful. It's fantastic. Others of you will say something like, well, you don't know, you don't understand the background that I came from. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm taking steps. I've, I've got some momentum. And some of you have grown up in backgrounds where this is, has never even been talked about. It's, maybe it has been talked about, about not being biblical. And so you might be struggling with some of this. And those of you watching by television, maybe you've been following with the... Uh, the broadcast the last two weeks and then this week. And if this is your first broadcast, uh, you can go on YouTube and you can see the other broadcasts that we have uh, if you want to get the full scope of what we've been talking about here. Well, we're going to take it just a little bit further today. I, I think a lot of the reason why this topic causes the reaction that it does is because when the Holy Spirit works in somebody's life, the power of the Spirit is released. There is a response. And you see, a lot of people that attend church, they like to spectate. They don't want to have to respond. But when we respond to him, there's this thing that happens that's called a partnership. And when the partnership happens, the Holy Spirit just doesn't come upon us. He acts on us and we act along with him, which is a response. We, we act with the Holy Spirit and something powerful happens. Something explosive happens. And as um, he was attending the church, now his dad was a pastor of a nominal church, and uh, he met with me for uh, breakfast or lunch, I forget what it was at the restaurant. He says, we're going to stop attending your church. I said, why? He says, because every service, he says, you pressure me to come to the altar. I was, wait a minute. I said, did I ever say your name and say, get to the altar? He says, no. 
I says, did I ever even look at you when I gave an altar call? He said, no. He says, but I think you're, you're pressuring me. I said, hey, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. Of course, they did leave the church. Uh, but uh, it's not our intention to cause anyone discomfort. If you feel uncomfortable here at our church, it's because God is working with you. See, with all the emotions and fears and questions that we have, when we talk to the Holy Spirit, we're going to need to respond to the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here. Isn't it good that a pastor would stand at the pulpit and say, I'm going to be honest with you? Not that I've ever lied to you, okay? I should have never used that term. But sometimes I don't want to talk about this with people. I mean, I, let me just be real with you, okay? Sometimes I just as soon avoid the subject altogether. Because I know it makes people feel pressured. It's just like the story I gave you last week of the pastor that walked into Starbucks to get coffee. And he was yelled across the room, Hey, what's this speaking in tongues thing? It would make me swallow too. Because I knew that everybody was listening. Not that I wouldn't know how to answer it. It's just that people feel they want to argue again about it. Well, with that aside, I've got to talk about this to you. Uh, because the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, is not about pressure to perform. It's about partnership. And that's what we're talking about here today. Paul asked the disciples in Ephesians, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. That's what's tragic about many believers' lives. They've never been taught about who the Holy Spirit is or what he does. So Paul says, look, you've got to understand, he's your best friend. He's your power source. He's the person that's going to guide you through life. And so in verse 6, the scripture says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And there were about 12 men in all. There was an eruption that took place within their spirit. So even though it's controversial, even though it's unusual, even though it sometimes is a pressurized reaction, a relationship with the Holy Spirit is less about performance, the performance of some spiritual act. And I'll finish that sentence in just a moment. Because there has to be a response. Yes, there is a response recorded in the Scripture for us. Yes, there is some kind of spiritual, uh, supernatural outflow from our life, but it's less than the performance of some spiritual act, and it's more about partnership with the person of the Holy Spirit. 
So there were the first two lines in your notes. We're following your notes now if you'd like to follow along. It, let's talk about this partnership thing. And some of you might say, I need partnership with the Holy Spirit. Partnership for what? Well, we're going to look at three ways the Holy Spirit partners with us. In Jude chapter 1, because there's only one chapter, verse 20, it says, Build yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Partnership with the Holy Spirit uh, determines what is restored in me. What is restored in me? I've come to understand that just because somebody looks like they have it all together on the outside, that doesn't mean that there isn't pain on the inside. I mean, they might be wearing the fancy clothes, they might be famous or really wealthy or look really spiritual, but that doesn't make anyone immune from pain on the inside. What kind of pain am I talking about? Betrayal, rejection, abuse, shame, guilt, inadequacy. Some pain we carry around with us is so buried beneath the surface that we don't even recognize it's still there, but it still affects us. The Holy Spirit is the greatest healer in the world, friends. He knows what you've been through. He understands your pain. The Holy Spirit um, was working when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. The woman who had five broken relationships, remember her? The woman who was in another relationship that wasn't even her husband. Well, he says, I want to give you water to drink that will quench the thirst of your soul forever. He says, you'll never thirst again. You see, the Holy Spirit is that living water on the inside that works its way down into your spirit to heal the broken places in your life. There's a lot of things that people do to cope with the pains that are going on inside of them. There's, people use drugs, they use alcohol, they do a whole lot of other things that will try to do something to help them. Sometimes we go to counseling, and there's nothing wrong with counseling. Sometimes we might pick up a, a book that we'll read that might be helpful. But let me tell you this. Jesus is the counselor. He is the one who can help us through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. Jude says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, last week we talked about tongues. And I showed you five different places in scriptures where tongues is a, uh, something that's for today. But I want to say one more thing about tongues and then, then we'll move on. You see, tongues is basically praying in faith in a language that you've never learned as the Holy Spirit inspires you. Here's what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries 
by the Spirit. So just for clarification, there are two purposes for tongues. One is publicly. This would be accompanied by an interpretation. The one who prophesies or speaks, the Holy Spirit inspires encouragement, edifies everyone as the interpretation is given. The other one is privately. It's when you are praying in your prayer closet. It's when you're praying and you say, Lord, I don't know what to pray for. And he gives you something to pray for, but you don't know what it is. You see, it says in uh, chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. So we're saying, Lord, I don't know what to pray. So we pray in tongues. And I don't know about you, but I feel good about it after I'm done. I don't even know what I prayed, but I feel good about it when I'm done. What's edify mean? It means to build up, to become strong. That is this restore thing that we talked about. When you're going through it, when you're struggling, when you're down, when you're depressed, when you feel tempted, praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues will flood your soul. So let's move on. Point number two. John reports Jesus as saying in John chapter 14, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. I'll tell you something. That's good for those of us getting older who forget a lot. The Holy Spirit will remind us of those things. So partnership with the Holy Spirit determines what is revealed to me. What is revealed to me? How many of you at some point have used, oh, I was going to bring one up here, a thumb driver. I got this pen. I was going to hold it up. I forgot all about it. I was going to say, how many have used one of these? And everyone's going to raise their, yeah. I've and then when I take the cap off and his thumb drive, I'm, oh, I meant, I meant the thumb drive, not the pen. But how many has used a thumb drive? You know what I'm talking about? A flash drive, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, it's, you stick it in the computer, you download stuff on it, you take it out of the computer, put it in another computer, and you upload. It's as simple as that. Well, the Holy Spirit has a, a divine thumb drive, if you will, it plugs into the database of God. The Holy Spirit takes that and downloads it into my spirit so that I understand things that I normally wouldn't understand. I love it. It's happened to me a number of times. I mean, sometimes you just need the Spirit of God to be there in your life to say, here's peace that you could have never known on your own. Or here's joy that you could never produce on your own. Or here's strength that you could have never known or never had on your own. There's something about partnership with the Holy Spirit, friends, that reveals things to us we could have never learned by ourselves. And this is why it's so important to stay tuned in. How many times... Has something in the Word been revealed to you? Just, it might not have been last week, it might have been the week before. I don't know how many times I've read through this portion of Scripture, but there was something that bothered me about something in the Scripture, and I just didn't have the answer for it. And I don't know how many times I read this. It was there in black and white. I wrote about it that morning. 
How many times have I seen this and I've had this question for years? And the Holy Spirit revealed it to me that day. I don't know why it didn't be revealed to me before. I mean, it was right. It's not something that needed to be interpreted to me. It was there in black and white. And I had this question all these years. You see, that's the Holy Spirit just revealing things to us. You read the word and you can read it again tomorrow. Think, wow, why didn't I see that in scripture? Why didn't I see that? And it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. Let me just say it's, it's not about the performance of some spiritual act, friends. It's about partnership. I have so desperately, uh, I, I, I so desperately, as your pastor, want you to have a partnership with the Holy Spirit. Hey, I need the Holy Spirit in my life, and so do you. We need a partnership with the Holy Spirit. Maybe the best place to start is just to say, Spirit of God, whatever you want to do within me, whatever you want to do within me, I need you in my life. We've got to be willing vessels to partner with the Holy Spirit. Well, move to point number three. Later in Acts chapter 19, the scripture says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Partnership with the Holy Spirit determines what is released through me. What is released through me? Now, I, I'm, I'm going to be uh, candid with you here. I was going to say honest, but I'm already being honest with you. I didn't know exactly what direction to go this morning when, it, when we had prayer, okay? I knew I was coming to this portion of Scripture where it said God did extraordinary miracles through Paul and the, the point was going to be uh, what is released through me, partnership with the Holy Spirit, and I, I didn't know if I should wait until later to pray because now we got this scripture in our minds and in our, in our souls and, and we, we call these people up to be prayed for. But I knew Diane needed prayer right now. So I'm thinking, do I, do I wait and pray later? I thought, no, no, we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray. In fact, the message I got, I didn't even think you were here. I thought your daughter was going to come up and stand for you. <laughs> but uh, we expect God to, to move in your life. We expect a healing in your life. Amen. We expect that to be released through us. The desperation of our cry begins to stir something up within us as we obey what God gives us to do. And it's it's really what it's all about. It's about the partnership with the Holy Spirit because He wants to reveal things to us and then He wants to release things through us. In Acts chapter 19, where the twelve were baptized with the Holy Spirit, it didn't stop there. You see, Paul was in Ephesus for over two years and as the result, it says that miracles, extraordinary miracles were happening over those two years because there was a community of faith and this is what we're after.
power from God to see answers to prayer and miracles released. We can expect that. We're told that in scriptures. We can expect that to happen. I personally am not interested in following a Jesus who has been seen as a dead philosopher from the past. I am not really interested in following a Jesus that was just a great teacher who lived a long time ago. It's not, I should say, I'm not be all about being just a better citizen or a moral, uh, more of a moralistic teacher who helps people live a better life. No. Here's what my life is all about. I believe that Jesus died and that Jesus came back to life. I believe that he's alive today and that he's alive and active in the world right now. I'm not here to follow someone who lived a long time ago. I'm here to follow someone who's alive right now. I don't know about you, but that's who I am and that's what I believe and that's where I stand. And it comes with partnership through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit was given for one major reason. It was given to the apostles to uplift the name of Jesus. It was given to the apostles and to us to uplift the name of Jesus and to prove to the world around us that Jesus is alive. I need the power given through the Holy Spirit so others can see the resurrection of Jesus coming from my life just as much as it was needed back then. I think people need to hear that Jesus Christ is real with proof that when we pray, there's power. Power behind our prayer. Don't you love the testimony we heard this morning of what's going on in camp? And camp is a wonderful experience, friends. Do, do we expect camp meetings every Sunday here at church? We expect God to move every Sunday in church. We can call them whatever we want to call them. We expect God to move. We expect God to touch people. We expect God to change people. We expect the Holy Spirit to dig deep into our soul and to fill us with that water that will help us to never thirst again. I invite you to come now, friends. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, use me. If you want to prove the resurrection through me, I'm an able and willing vessel. Holy Spirit, I'm available to you. Have your way in my life. This is what the book of Acts teaches. So my question is, are you hungry for something beyond words? Are you hungry for an action, not a reaction, an action to the Holy Spirit living within us? Some of you, you've had an experience in your life, but you really haven't been a partner with the Holy Spirit. Today is the day we claim partnership with God. Not just spectatorship, partnership. Even as I'm talking to you, some of you are feeling stirred up within. You just needed someone to give you a shove a little bit. Well, this morning, friends, consider yourself 
blessed and shoved toward God. Let's activate the Holy Spirit's work in our life today and all week. Let's show a hunger and a thirst for the power of God to move within our life. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Tell Him, we invite you, Holy Spirit, into this place. Right here, this place. Not this house. This temple. Because, Lord, you said we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We invite you, Lord. We not only invite you, but we partner with you now. Use us. Fill us. Move through us. Let the power of God move through us. Stir us up, Lord. Some of us feel pressure right now, Lord, and we know it's coming from you. Help us to move past that pressure so we can be used of you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we invite you, Holy Spirit. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me? I'm not going to ask you to do another thing in this service. You respond to the Holy Spirit. Whatever He's telling you to do, you respond to the Holy Spirit. It's not about what Pastor Robin wants now. It's what God wants in your life. <laughs>